Hi, I'm Dovid Taub, and welcome to the Parsha Rabbit Hole, where I find something weird in this week's Torah portion and follow it down until it gets even weirder. This week's rabbit hole eventually gets us to gremlins and angels hanging out inside and around bathrooms, but we have to let the rabbit hole get us there. So let's get started. At the very beginning of this week's Torah portion, Parshas Vayera, Avram Avinu, Abraham, is sitting outside of his tent recuperating from his bris, from his circumcision, that he just did in last week's Parsha. And suddenly three men appear before him. But these men are not men, they're angels. According to Rashi, Hashem brought out the sun to make it hot so that travelers wouldn't come by and bother Avram Avinu while he was recuperating. But the problem is that Avram liked having visitors. He liked welcoming people, and so it made him sad that nobody was coming by. So he was just sitting out there in front of his tent in the heat. So Hashem sent three angels in the form of men. Help is en route. It's coming in an odd form from a very distant place, but it's nonetheless coming. And these three angels actually play a very big role in the rest of the events of the Parsha. So I knew as soon as I started thinking about this week's episode that I wanted it to be about angels. But there's a lot of different ways that could go, and it was hard to find something that caught on. I mean, there's a lot of information about Malachim, about angels. What do they look like? What do they do? What are their names? What are the different levels and types? But none of them were catching me and leading me down a path. Come along, Donald. Then Shabbos came, and I was forced to take a break from thinking about it. And when we all gathered at the Shabbos table, before we made Kiddush, we sang Shalom Aleichem, which is a song Jews around the world sing every Friday night. Shalom Aleichem, Malachi Asharis, which basically means, Hi, angels! Now, I thought it'd be nice to sing a little bit of the song, but it wouldn't be nice if I sang a little bit of the song, because I don't sing well. So I asked my very, very dear friend, Rabbi Shmuley Friedman, who does have a very good voice, if he would sing it for us. So here is Rabbi Shmuley Friedman singing about and like an angel. Shalom Aleichem, Malachi Asharis, Malachi Thank you, Shmuley. So every week, Jews around the world sing this song, Welcome Angels. What I wanted to know is, who are these angels? How many of them are there? And what are they doing in my house? So this is where the rabbit hole starts. If you want to know more about these guys who are in your house every week, then let's dive in. So this song, Shalom Aleichem Aleichem Welcome Angels, is actually based on a piece from Gemara, from the Talmud. And this is what it says. Every week, two angels follow you home from Shul, from synagogue. A good angel and a bad angel. And if they come into your house and they see the Shabbos candles are lit and the table is set nicely, then the good angel says, May it be Hashem's will that it'll be like this next week. And the bad angel is forced to agree and say, Amen. But if it's not like that, if the candles aren't lit and the table's not set, then the bad angel says the same exact thing. May it be Hashem's will that it be just like this next week. And the good angel is now forced to agree and say Amen. You are a schnook. A schnook? Yes, a schnook. Alright, so now we got more info on these angels. There's two of them. One of them is good, one of them is bad. And apparently they've been following us around all night. Now, Rashi, on a different place in Gemara that mentions two angels following us around, gives us a little bit more clarification. Rashi says that these two angels, one of them is on the right, and one of them is on the left. And he says that this idea that angels are following us around comes from a verse in Tehillim, in Psalms, 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 Psalms. For God's angels will be ordered to guard you wherever you go. 
which tells us two things. One, they're not just following us around on Shabbos, they're always following us around. And two, apparently their job is to guard us and protect us, which is a little bit strange because one of them is bad. But there was something about this Rashi that I wanted to check out. See, this idea that there's a good angel on one side and a bad angel on the other side, that sounds kind of like cartoons. Like every single cartoon that's ever been made has done an episode where there was a good angel on one side giving good advice and a bad angel on the other side giving bad advice. And what I wanted to see was, do they do it on the correct sides? So here are my findings. Winnings. What are winnings without friends? Don't leave that poor duck in there. He's your friend. Kindness to animals, my friend, will be rewarded in the earth. So it seems like in every clip I could find, yeah, the good angels on the right side and the bad ones on the left. So the cartoons were right about the location of the angels, but the thing about them giving good advice and bad advice, maybe there's some artistic liberty there. But according to the Zohar, the cartoons might actually be right. The Zohar says that these two angels are actually the Yetzer Toiv and the Yetzer Hara, the good inclination and the evil inclination, and that they're always with you all the time, wherever you go. Now, this was surprising to me because I always thought of the Yetzer Toiv and the Yetzer Hara as a part of yourself, as something that comes from within you. I never thought of them as two angels that were appointed to follow you around. So that was an exciting idea to find. Be grateful for your gifts. They are all around you. All right, so one of our original questions was how many angels are there? Seems like the answer is two. But according to the Marasha, there may be more. Here's what the Marasha says. He says that there's two angels appointed to each mitzvah in the Torah. One is on the right side and encourages a person to do that particular mitzvah. And the other is on the left side and tries to stop the person from doing that mitzvah. And the angels that come to our house on Friday night are the angels that are appointed to the mitzvah of Shabbos. Now, since there's 613 mitzvahs, if there's two angels for each mitzvah, that's 1,226 angels that are following us around all the time. But if you thought over a thousand angels was a lot, there might be even more than that. The Friedrich Rebbe, the sixth Rebbe of Chabad, said in the name of his father, the fifth Rebbe of Chabad, the Rebbe Rashab, that every word of prayer and of learning Torah creates another angel. There are Shalom Aleichem angels that are created from singing Shalom Aleichem. There are Shachras angels that are created when you daven Shachras in the morning. There are Mincha angels from when you pray in the afternoon. And there are angels that are created when you say Shema. Each prayer creates an entire camp of angels. Then each of these groups of angels pick a representative to follow you around and protect you. So according to the Rebbe Rashab, there's a lot more than 1,226 angels following you around. There's bajillions of angels following you around. But besides for the sheer volume of angels, there's another thing you can notice if you look closely. He said that the Shalom Aleichem angels are created by singing Shalom Aleichem Friday night. So we start singing high angels, which creates the angels, which then makes sense for us to be saying hi to them. It's kind of a recursive loop, and recursive loops are cool. So according to Rashi, there's two angels that are following us around all the time. According to the Zohar, those angels are actually the Yetzer Toiv and the Yetzer Hara, the good inclination and the evil inclination. According to the Marasha, there's a lot more than two angels. There's 1,226 angels following us around all the time. And according to the Rebbe Rashab, we've got bajillions of angels. But according to all of them, we've got at least two angels following us around all the time. And that's who we're singing to every Friday night. Could I be about to receive a visit from my God and angel? But it occurred to me, if these angels are following us around all the time and we sing to them on Friday nights, are there any other times that we're supposed to be interacting with these angels directly? And the answer to that is 
kind of yes. Okay, so there's a bracha, a blessing, the Jews are supposed to say after every time we use the bathroom. In it, we express gratitude to Hashem for making all the pathways in our bodies work the way they're supposed to. And it's one of my favorite brachas, because it takes something that could be mundane, something that we often try not to think about at all, and turns it into an opportunity to be aware of the wondrousness of life and be grateful for it. But according to the Gemara, there's another bracha-type thingy that we're supposed to say before we go to the bathroom. The Gemara has a little bit of back-and-forth discussion about the exact wording of it, so instead of bringing that as a source, I'm going to quote the Rambam, the way he says it as a halacha. He says, every time you go to the bathroom, before you enter, you should say, Be honored, holy, honorable ones, servants of the Most High, help me, help me, guard me, guard me, wait for me until I enter and come out, as this is the way of humans. Tells me that you just as God made me, my reservations. Who are the holy, honorable ones? According to Rashi and the Gemara that this comes from, we're saying this to the angels. They're the holy, honorable ones. So every time we go to the bathroom, we're supposed to ask these angels, guard me, guard me, help me, help me, wait for me. The Aruch HaShulchan explains a little bit more what we're trying to do here. He explains that when we get to the bathroom, the angels can't follow us in because they're too holy. So before we go in, we ask them to please wait outside and protect us while we're in there. Protect us from what? From gremlins. See, I promised you bathroom gremlins and I delivered. Now, there are a lot of places in Gemara and the Talmud that talk about gremlins in the bathroom, but that's for a different rabbit hole. If you want a rabbit hole devoted to bathroom gremlins, let me know in the comments. But for now, let's just leave it at this. Every time we go to the bathroom, we're supposed to ask our angels to help us and wait for us outside and protect us from the bathroom gremlins. But you may have been asking yourself, I've never said this before. And the reason is because nobody says it anymore. In Shulchan Aruch, in the very same halacha that tells us to say it, it also says, we don't say this anymore. Well, why change the script? Those writings have held up pretty well over 5,000 years. It seems like if there's bathroom gremlins around, we could use all the help we can get. The reason why we don't say it anymore is explained by Abudurham, who lived in the 1300s and wrote a commentary on Jewish liturgy. So according to Abudurham, only a very pious, God-fearing person should say this. But regular people shouldn't, because it would appear arrogant. So why would that appear arrogant? If we've all got angels following us around, what's arrogant about talking to them? It might appear delusional, but why would it appear arrogant? The Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Harav explains it like this. He says nowadays we don't say it because we don't presume ourselves to be holy enough that angels would be escorting us. Which is weird because we've got a lot of sources, including his great-great-grandson, saying that there are angels following all of us around. And I don't have an answer to that question, but if you do, let me know in the comments. The Mishnah Berurah explains a little bit differently. He starts out similar to the Alter Rebbe, saying that it would be arrogant for us to assume that there's Malachim following us around. But then he adds something different. He says also it would be arrogant for us to assume that we're holy enough that we could ask the angels to wait for us while we go to the bathroom. Which makes sense to me. You gotta be a pretty special dude to make angels wait for you while you go to the bathroom. But the Orach HaShulchan gives us one more answer and explains it a little bit differently. He says, of course we've got angels following us around. It says so in Gemara. What would be arrogant is to act like we're on such a high level that we can feel it or be aware of their presence. Now, according to all three of these explanations for why we're not holy enough nowadays to talk to the angels before we go to the bathroom, I had a question. Which is, what about Shabbos? Why doesn't it appear arrogant to sing Shalom Aleichem to the angels on Shabbos? Now, I couldn't find an answer to that question, but I did make one up. 
Which is, maybe it's just our regular everyday selves who aren't holy enough to have angels following us or to be aware of their presence. But on Shabbos, our Shabbos selves, every single one of us is holy enough to sing to the angels. So thus far, the rabbit hole has given us a lot of interesting information about the angels. But I've got one more thing that will tell us something that we can learn from the angels. There's a question that's asked in a bunch of places about the last verse of the song Shalom Aleichem. At the beginning of the song, we say, Shalom Aleichem Malachi Asharis, high angels. And then at the end of the song, we say, Tzeschem L'Shalom Malachi Asharim. Go in peace, angels of peace. Basically, bye-bye, angels. Here's what that sounds like. Thank you again, Shmuley. So the question that's asked is, we just said hello to them. Why are we already saying goodbye to them? It doesn't take that long to sing the song. It feels like we're rushing them out. And there are actually sedurim that don't have that verse in it or that change it. The Lamavachir Rebbe gives an answer to this question in the name of his father-in-law, the Friedrich Rebbe, the previous Chabad Rebbe. And I actually remembered this. It was stuck in my head from having read it many years ago. But I remembered it wrong. The way I remembered it was something about angels having a different perception of time than human beings that what seems like a short moment for us is actually a long time for them. But that's not what it actually said. Here's the real answer that the Friedrich Rebbe gave, and it's much cooler. He said that for angels, every single minute is dear, and therefore even a short time is actually a long time. So the fact that they stuck around for even the short amount of time it took to sing the song is actually a big deal, and therefore it's not disrespectful to say goodbye to them after that. Now, the reason why this is particularly meaningful to me is because, personally, I don't like getting out and getting together with people and putting myself in a social situation. It's difficult for me. But once I am around people, I really don't like to leave. I try to drag it on longer and longer. It makes me sad when it ends. Adieu, adieu, to you and you and you. So this answer was really cool to me. Because it's not that the angels perceive time differently because, like, time runs slower in angel world or something like that. They perceive time differently because they value time differently. And that's something that I can learn from. If we can make each minute dear to us, like the angels, then any given moment can be long enough. All right, that's it. That's the rabbit hole. There's actually a lot of things I find along the way in every episode that I have to cut out because it'll be too long otherwise. If you want to see some of those in supplementary videos, let me know in the comments. Okay, thank you for following me down the rabbit hole. Feel free to use the restroom on your way out and the angels will wait for you.